Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Good morning, afternoon, nighttime. I never know when people listen to these podcasts. Root of Power fam. We have got Sam Hoffman with us who got up at 5 a.m. because (laughs) she's in California to come talk to us. So like, let's just start with gratitude because (laughs) your girl's not going to have a 5 a.m. for a podcast. (laughs) So like, love everyone so much. But like, um... I also, I just love sleep more. So Sam is a confidence coach who works to help you silence your inner critic, which, oh, thank God. Um, You're going to hear my cat throughout this episode because he's very upset that I'm not paying attention to him. No worries. I have two kittens hidden in another room that luckily you can't hear from here. But yeah, I I feel it. (laughs) Kittens are monsters, dude. Yes. Like gremlins. Yes. Um, luckily, so we have two. They're together, so they don't mm-hmm. give us too much of a hard time because they have each other. But one of them's like super needy, and he gets really mad when we kind of like put him to the side. So inner critic. So I, yes. <laughs> I work with a lot of people, and especially women who they beat themselves up all day long. And a lot of women come to me and they say, "I have depression. I have anxiety. I have trauma." And I'm like, "Yes, all those things." Mm-hmm. But once we start clearing the inner critic, so meant, so much of that alleviates. And how did you get in this field and how did you start focusing on the inner critic? Like, talk to us about that journey. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of the things that come out of this, it's typically kind of through your own story, I think. You know, it gets really personal. So I uh, I actually, I didn't start with the whole confidence thing. Um mm-hmm. I kind of struggled with my weight my whole life and food was always a really big issue for me. And, um, you know, it was kind of a generational thing. Dieting was just kind of something I grew up with, you know, grandmother, mother, me, everyone. Yes. And, um, you know, I kind of, uh, I had kids, which sort of changes a lot of things in your life. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point, you know, and I have a daughter. And mm-hmm. um, at some point, you know, I was kind of like, I don't really want this for her. And I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. I've got to make some changes. Like I've got to yeah. get health. I've got to get healthy. And so, so frequently when people are like, I'm going to get healthy, they're like, 
I'm I'm gonna lose weight, right? I'm That's gonna what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get yep, eating yeah. disorder. Exactly. So yeah. I I got healthy and I got, you know, really into the whole health and fitness and all of that. And then um, you know, I found this passion and I was like super excited about it. And so I actually I got um certified as a personal trainer and then um I got into like health coaching and I was like oh this is this is so great and I just couldn't get like enough of it right it was just like more and more and I did all like all this research and I ended up taking like my master certification so that I could do like um motivational interviewing and appreciative inquiry and just all of that stuff it was just like you know when you just find something and you're like oh my god I just like I'm loving this yeah so there was this um there's this book uh, I think it's the motival, motivational interviewing for nutrition and fitness. And so I'm reading it and it gets to this point where it starts talking about weight loss. Now, yeah. keep in mind at this point, like I've lost a ton of weight, like I'm mm-hmm. super into fitness, like all of this. Yeah. And so I start reading it and it's like going on about how, you know, as we know, diets don't really work and blah, blah, blah. I'm going into all this. And I was like looking at it and I'm like, what? no, like this, this can't be right. <laughs> like it's literally, um, like I felt like throwing this book and it was just this brief little chapter in this book that just like I swear it was like a paragraph that just like made me just sit and kind of stare at the wall yeah and just like question everything and I was like uh I don't understand and so then I kind of started learning more about like intuitive eating and food Mm. freedom and all of that stuff and it just really kind of developed from there because I realized that me personally, I had put all this effort into, you know, uh, working out constantly and restricting all the time. And when I came down to it, I don't love my body any more than I had done before. Like, of course, I loved the compliments. I loved, you know, being able to buy new clothes and feel like a little bit more confident in that. But I was constantly focusing on my flaws yeah, because I hadn't done the work to kind of address that negative inner critic. And so it really just kind of came from there because it was a running theme. Like you said, whenever Mm -hmm. I was talking to women, it was really common whenever they would be talking about, you know, food and and getting healthy. And it would always come up that they were really hard on themselves and beating themselves up. Like, welcome to being a mom. Right. (laughs) I'm doing everything wrong and I'm fucking up my kids. Right. A hundred percent. Like the mom guilt is real. And the mom critic is so yeah. real. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And I think as well, because we're just, we're constantly bombarded by information and the way that we should be. And, yeah. yep. um, you know, I think we live in a day and age where it's kind of like the loudest voice is the has the right opinion kind of thing Mm -hmm. which is not true but that's just kind of where we're at right now and so uh, it can be really hard to kind of like focus in with all that noise and figure out like okay how do I actually feel about myself Mm. because I think that was I think that was the biggest thing and I say this a lot is like when you're looking for self-love it's it's a really nice idea to think that you're never going to care about anybody else's opinion of you because you you have family and sometimes they make comments, you know, you have right. friends and they're going to say something. It's not like nothing's ever going to get to you, but self-love is all about caring more about your own opinion of yourself than anyone else's. 
And so when I kind of like yes. got to that, I was like, okay, this is, this is where I want to be. This is definitely yeah. the space I want to be helping people in. And I love that because like when you work on the inner critic, it impacts so Right. It's like a spider web, right? Like you start at the center of the spider web and then it all these things offshoot from it. Mm-hmm. And you don't just heal the relationship with the body or the relationship with food or their relationship right. to being a mom or a wife or a partner or a person Absolutely. or a business owner or an employee. Like yep. that skill generalizes. So I tell people like, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning of therapy, in the beginning of coaching, like you're just learning to walk. Okay. Just like you want to start a baby walking on sand, but once they get the walking mechanics down, they can walk up a hill. They can walk down a hill. They can walk on sand. They, I mean, the only thing you can't do is walk on water. Right. So like (laughs) you take one skill and you can generalize it to all these environments Mm -hmm. and then all of these things get better. So you're not just working through food freedom or right. hundred percent. I love that. Well, it's like you said, you know, that mom guilt, if you are used to criticizing yourself in one area of your life, you maybe mm-hmm. don't notice it, but you will do it in other areas. Yeah. So if you're not feeling like enough because you mm-hmm. didn't work out or you ate cake that day, you're also telling yourself that you're not a good mom or right. that, you know, you're not working hard enough or, yeah you know, you're lazy and you need Mm -hmm. to do more with your family or, you know, and it just spirals if you don't kind of figure out how to kind of manage that. So, yeah, I I didn't realize, and I'm sure you run into this too. I didn't realize how common shame-based motivation is until I got into this field. And I'm like, yes, and you hear it, like you hear, (laughs) and it was weird because in, in my family, like, um, I didn't grow up a lot with shame-based motivation. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird for me to get into this field and to be like, your parents. People do that. What? <laughs> right? like, what do they tell you? Like when I was growing up, my dad would make comments about like food. And my dad has weighed 192 pounds for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So if he weighs 194, he's like, I'm fat. I'm going to get salad for And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. Who are you? My dad is 80 years old and basically has a six pack. Okay. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, dad. From trekking and looking for all those cows. <laughs> but right. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he just, whatever. He you is, can make that probably some fitness retreat, you know? I know. <laughs> you like to let our cows out, go round them up. Here you go. You just get a stick and you're running after cows. You yeah. lose 10 pounds in three days. <laughs> I bet people would do that. That's the thing that's making me laugh is I'm like, who could market that? I bet. And I'd be like, afterwards we cuddle with cows and people are like, cuddling with cows? Which then means I have to make them friendly. So like, (laughs) or just sort of like yoga with cows or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can do yoga with our donkeys. They're stupid friendly. (laughs) Dumb friendly. Johnny and June. We just love them. Um, That's cute. So I didn't grow up with a lot of shame-based motivation. Right. So when it, when I started getting into this, I was like, oh, y'all's people's parents were fucked. Like, <laughs> what are they doing to you? And it makes me so sad because, and I'll tell you, and I, I bet you see this too, the people who are the hardest on themselves are the sweetest. Right. Right. Cinnamon roll. Like these really beautiful people, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls. And I'm just like, 
what are you, you don't even suck. What are you doing? <laughs> right. You're so great as a person. And they're just like, I'm a garbage can. Like, like, <laughs> I know. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve anything. I'm not enough. Oh, and God, they're, just so like, they're like, all I want to do is cuddle you and tell you everything's okay. <laughs> just cuddle with my cows. Like they're just right. literal cinnamon rolls. And I'm just like, who taught you this? And they're always like, my family, my parents, right. a coach that I had, um, a partner. And I'm just like, we hate these people. <laughs> right, right. How You're like, you? hold up. Give me names. Give me numbers. I yeah. got to make some phone calls. <laughs> sending my cows up. <laughs> right. Cows everything today. <laughs> I love it. No, you're yeah. not wrong. And the thing is, it's like, like I say, um, I kind of said at the beginning, sometimes it's a generational thing, you know, it's kind of something oh, we've sure. inherited. And, um, but no, I see it all the time. And what's worse is like, it's kind of accepted. Like, I'm just waiting yeah, to the point normal. where I feel crappy enough about myself, because that's the time when I'm gonna do something and, and everything's gonna get figured out. I'm gonna start on Monday, because right. right now I feel so horrible, and I'm giving myself right. such a hard time. And yeah. we celebrate that you got to that point. Congratulations. You know, yeah. you're you're making yourself feel awful. And now you're gonna do something about yourself. it. And then you right. wonder why you're depressed. <laughs> right. So let's let's try to do things because they make us feel good. Let's try to do things because right. we love ourselves and yeah. let's stop giving ourselves such a hard time. Literally revolutionary. Like <laughs> I have a lot of people know it literally like you see it, you see it because you do this work. Like once right. you replace shame with joy, mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like if people hear nothing that we say today, I hope they hear right. that. Like right. replace shame with joy because it opens up you're like, you don't have to beat yourself into submission every day. Mm -hmm. You can just do things you like. Right. Because Isn't that crazy? Like, Isn't that crazy? If you're not perfect and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like you don't, it's okay. Right. Kind and I think there's perfect. a lot of, um, there's a lot of comparison, right? And we know yeah. that that's just like the worst media. place to be. I know, I know. Um, but another thing that I find is as well of like comparing ourselves to like, oh, you know, influencers or like how you should be as a mom or whatever, um, yeah. is that sometimes we'll compare ourselves to a previous version of ourselves mm -hmm. and kind of beat ourselves up for not yeah. being that person anymore. And I think a good example of that is just like day to day. We kind of think like we're going to be at the same level every day. Yes. And well, you think your best is always a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so like I said to you at the beginning, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I've had two nights of like really terrible sleep. And um, my self-care today is going to look super different compared to my self-care when I've had a great night's sleep. Yeah. And right. right? And the yeah. thing is, is that it's going to, my day's going to look different. My day still doesn't need to suck though. Like yesterday yeah. when I was tired, I still managed to have a pretty good day. I worked on that, but I wasn't comparing myself to a super productive mm. day. I yeah. wasn't beating myself up because I didn't get enough done. I wasn't yeah. beating myself up because I was super tired. And so I ate a ton of potatoes at dinner time because I just wanted that comfort carbs, like, you know, and that's, that's so different from the person I used to be. But I think recognizing the fact that re comparing ourselves to others is not the happy place, but yeah. also not comparing yourself to like different, just have that compassion every day. Mm. And it, you know, what's really funny is like, it doesn't even work. 
like <laughs> criticism. It's so crazy. It's like, oh, you know what I should do to change the oil in my car? Blow up my car. <laughs> and then buy a new car every time. And people are like, well, that's ridiculous. And it's like, I know right. because it doesn't work. Like that's insane. But then we're like, I should definitely make myself feel like shit every single right. day because that's so motivating. Right. Well, I think there's, so there's, uh, there's a TikTok viral thing where this woman's like, what is like a scam nowadays that's so like everywhere oh, yeah. that you don't even realize it's a scam. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I would say probably dieting and, you know, like Being you yourself say, coming yourself into that's your motivation is it that yeah. it needs to come from a shameful place because right. we don't realize that it's not the way to go. It's kind of become yeah. it's kind of mainstream. That And I tell people like, especially if they're like a parent, they get this. I say, would you let your kid be on a team where the coach belittles them? Yes. Only. All they do. You're the worst player I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You're a piece of shit. You're never going to go anywhere. Everything you do is wrong. And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, (laughs) talk to me about your inner self. (laughs) And they're just like, oh, fuck, I'm that coach. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, we got to stop doing that. And actually, that's a great point because I think a lot of the times people think that that inner critic is like them. And a lot of the time that voice, it's it's other people. Mm-hmm. It's a collection of whatever you've managed to accumulate on your journey yeah. of negativity. And so that voice isn't actually a reflection of you or your thoughts. It's someone else's. So I think that's a great yeah. point is to be like, Hey, <laughs> who does that voice actually sound like that you oh, come across? You know what's crazy? When you ask people, they can always tell you. Oh, oh right away. Oh, it's this coach that I had. Oh, it's my dad. Oh, it's an ex mm-hmm. an ex partner that I had. And I'm just like, okay, so it's not. It's not. It's not you, right? Mm. I love that. Now I was looking at your Instagram. It's so cute, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. It's adorable. Um, <laughs> How, like when you work with people, do you have courses? Do you do coaching? Do you do like a group? How, like, how do you work with people? And then what's kind of the journey that you take them through? Yeah. So thank you for asking. Um, So I have, I have a program. It's called um, the 90 day confidence makeover. And, um, (laughs) and it's, it's all about, so it's, it's like a hybrid. I do a lot of like one-on-one and then I like to have like the group session so that people can come in if they want to and yeah. have like time together. Um, it's so funny. I just have to say, it's so funny because when you're building a program and stuff, there's a lot of like advice and things out there and <laughs> there, there's so much advice out there, but, um, you know, I learned a lot from, from my actual like motivational experience, like, mm-hmm. and talking with people you have to get someone talking like you obviously know that right it's about they need to be doing more talking than you are and if you want them to make progress so I try to keep the kind of like course section the stuff that they're doing by themselves it's great for learning but I try to keep it to like a minimum obviously you don't want to overload anyone with information so basically it's like I I always like to have like a full hour to kind of get started and do like Mm -hmm. a full breakdown of like, okay, let's see where you're at and let's see where we're going. And then um, creating a custom strategy for 
you know, because everyone's different, what fits for their lifestyle. I always say that I'm like, you know, you have people and they're like, well, I've heard like meditating for an hour is supposed to be really great. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Do you like meditating? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then it's probably not for you. (laughs) Like, Let's not do that. Let's find out what you actually enjoy doing. and It's going to make you feel good. Um, so yeah, so it's just about creating what's right for don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. But that's the thing is that we get taught that there's only one way, you know, yeah. you need to be doing this. And there's so many things that you can mm. do. And the truth is is that they can all work, but you have to just yeah. find what's right for you yeah. and your life. So um yeah, so I'm all about creating that custom strategy and then just working, getting you talking, making yeah. sure that, you know, you're figuring out where this inner critic came from, like you say, giving it a name and, uh, and then working out how to make it positive and building really healthy habits along the way for your mindset. So like, you know, the gratitude Mm -hmm. and seeing um, if you're an affirmation person working on that, maybe trying to get you outside in the morning first thing, if that's something that's going to make you feel good, really focusing on self-care, making time for self-care because we all we all have time constraints, right? Right. So it's about, okay, well, how do we actually fit this into your day? What's that going to look like? Because the truth is we have time. What we don't have really is energy. So figuring right. out how to, how, to, how to pick a time when you have energy to take care of yourself, making sure yeah. you understand the priority for that. Stress management. I could just go on. I'm so sorry. I'm like, wait, no, no, <laughs> I'm kind of rambling on here. But um, yeah. No, because all, all these things are tied in. Right. Right. And so I'm a big like morning routine, evening routine kind of gal, you know, and just figuring out what'll work for you. But really, when you understand how to actually build a healthy, positive habit, and when you like to say you address that inner critic, and it's coming from Mm -hmm. a positive place, it really, it really helps women to kind of transform because they get that confidence because, you know, they're, they're not beating themselves up, they're building Mm -hmm. themselves up. And they're they're actually like uh they're actually they feel like they're accomplishing things you know they're like oh my goodness I can do this I can and it's like yes I know you can and I'm so excited that you're seeing that now so I just please put that on your website by the way stop beating yourself up build yourself up that's yes I'm going to take that I'll make sure I make a note of that That right after please write that down (laughs) I will and I think so I, I love that something that kind of you just wove through your message is that when you work on your inner critic, you start to listen to your intuition mm-hmm. because you stop invalidating your own knowledge. So you're like, well, is this going to work for me? And your inner critic is going to go, nothing works for you. <laughs> right? But when you can silence that, you're like, well, maybe, maybe it'll work, which like, awesome. Let's start there. And the other thing that I really like that you wove throughout is like a lot of people get confidence wrong in that they think you ha- you start with feeling confident and then you take care of yourself and then your life changes. But confidence is a product of action, right? Like right. you wouldn't feel confident playing the piano unless you practice the piano. Right. That then it's just arrogance. If you're like, I'm going to be great at playing the piano. You've never played before. That's arrogance. But like real rooted confidence is grounded in practice. So you have to start doing the things which proves to your body that you're worth taking care of because, oh, look, you're worth taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. because you're literally taking care of yourself. And then the confidence comes. So absolutely, I wanted to like pull those out and point them out. 
I love that. And I love how you put that together because one of the things I hear a lot is, oh, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm just kind of faking it till I make it. And um, I, 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 which I totally get. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing that I don't like about that. Yeah. It's that word fake. Yeah. I'm and it like, feels fake. And it feels right, out of alignment. So your body's right. like, oh, this is bad. Right. And I'm like, here's the thing. What you're actually kind of doing potentially is that you are uncomfortable. You're kind of afraid of doing something and you're doing it anyway. And mm -hmm. I'm like, for me, that says courage. That doesn't you're say fake. Faking it. Right. And yeah. so, but a lot of the times they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I don't really want to wear this swimsuit, but like I'll wear it and just kind of pretend that I'm okay. And I'm like, no, you have courage. You went out there and yeah. you did something that you are not completely in your comfort zone with. And you did that. And you shouldn't be telling yourself that you're a faker. You should be telling yourself like, I'm yeah, right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yes, no, I'm glad you hit on that. <laughs> What's the thing that you're working on right now with confidence? Pardon? What is something that you're working on right now with confidence? Like me personally? Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Well, honestly, I'm going to uh, see. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing. It's summertime here. I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought up this up. So uh, it is swimsuit season. So here's the thing. Because I've struggled yeah. with my weight like my whole life. Mm -hmm. and um, it, And like I said, I lost a lot of weight. And I did not keep all of that weight off. And yeah. so I, I, it is very hot in California and my mother-in-law has a pool and, um, my body does not look the way that it did last season. Mm. And my mother-in-law, I love her to death. I do. I love her, but yeah. I know the comments that she makes to me about other people's bodies makes me aware of what she's saying about my body yeah. to other people. And so I've really had to work on that this summer to be like, okay, you can love someone. It's okay for them to think like mm -hmm. what they're thinking yeah, and just to still wear my swimsuit and get in the pool with my kids and have fun. So yeah. that's, and that's, that's not about you, right? Like that's her, right. that's her, um, brainwashing. Like that's her, right. what's it called? Conditioning. Conditioning right. is the one I'm looking for. And you can like ask her not to make comments about your body. That's what I do when my dad makes them. I'm like, Hey, uh -huh. I can <laughs> right. do what I want. So, right. Because you can. <laughs> I want plates of food. I'm going to eat two plates of food and you don't get to comment on it. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yes. No. So, and, and it's just like, like I say, it's just been something that I've had to be aware of this summer yeah. that kind of, you know, when it like came out of nowhere, mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, I suddenly have these feelings that I haven't felt in a while. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's important too, for people to understand, like, even though we do this work, Oh my God, we're not immune to it. Like right now I'm working on crop tops. Like right. I'm probably, um, like the strongest I've ever been, but uh -huh. I'm not, I've been working with a coach named Allison McHale who like shout out. We fucking love her. Um, <laughs> we love her. So I'm the strongest I've ever been, but like I grew up as an athlete. So I'm not the smallest I've ever been, mm -hmm. but I'm like absolutely way stronger now. And like my blinds are like right there. So like adapting <laughs> that has been really interesting. So I'm working right. on crop tops and I'm mm -hmm. like, listen, we're not immune to like no. not feeling confident or like an inner critic where like, I don't know if you have this, but like, I still have days where like, I feel 
like I look bigger than the day before. And I'm like, Amanda, it's not realistic that you gained 10 pounds overnight. Like that's absurd. (laughs) You look the same. And also who cares? So like, so we have to do this work too. Yes. And I just, I think that's important that people know that. Cause I think sometimes people are like, well, you, you never struggle with this. And I'm like, you see 3% of my life. Like, oh, so you don't live in my head. So true. Okay. So there is this, um, have you ever watched Confessions of a Shopaholic? It's is it the one with the Isla? Yes. Yes. I love, I, yeah. Yes. So, and she, right. She's in like all this debt and then she becomes yeah, like, yeah. a financial like guru or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her friends all like, you are in all of this debt and then you're going to go tell people. And she's like, I give great financial advice. And I'm like, some days that's how I feel. It's like. I have no confidence today, but I'm giving great advice to other people about having confidence. You're practicing what you preach too. And and when you were talking about like your best being different day to day, Mm -hmm. sometimes your best is just showing up for everyone else and saying, okay, this is my job. So I'm going to show up. And then the rest of the day, I'm going to be a sloth and take care of myself. Like (laughs) you'll find me on the couch in a burrito blanket. Yes. Recharging. But like some days that's, that's the best is to just show up to do your job. Like that's the best you can do some days. Absolutely. And that's okay. Absolutely. Right. No. And I think it's, um, it's good as well for people to know because they sometimes think they're going to get there. They're going to get to this point mm-hmm. where I'm done. Like I made it. I'm done cooking. I'm all, right. I'm all, I'm all good now. And, um, the thing is, is it, it's, it's a process. Yeah, and so yeah. there's going to be like amazing days and there'll mm-hmm. be kind of less amazing days. Mm-hmm. And the thing to remember is that for those less amazing days, if you are regularly doing that self-care, if you've done that work on your inner critic, yeah. is that they're going to be a little easier than they oh, used to so be. So much easier. Or a lot easier, right? Yeah. yeah. So I tell people like when you, when you're doing this work, the thing that we're working on comes less frequently it stays for less time or it becomes less intense. Sometimes all three, but like at at least one of those three. So I'm like, if it's as intense, but it comes half as much, that's a win. Right. (laughs) Right. That's a win. Even the fact that people like, I have a client who's worked really, really, really hard on this. Like they were so critical to the point they were making themselves suicidal. Like it was bad. And I was Mm -hmm. like, damn. Which is devastating because they are like so much the The nicest person. Yes. The silly. I'm like, what is life? Um, so they have come to the point now where they're like, I realize my brain is being ridiculous. I can Mm -hmm. I can counter it, I can talk my brain out of it, and I'm just like Mm -hmm. it's amazing. They've never been any better. Like that's enough. Right. That's enough. Like you don't want to die anymore. Right. And like huge. The thing making them suicidal was literally their inner critic. Like Mm. so we everyone (laughs) is doing the most right now. (laughs) So we like just everyone. Why are you doing the most? So we healed that and it's like that became the spider web that like everything else could get better. Because if you if your inner critic is too harsh or too loud, you can't like find the confidence to try new things. You can't right. find the courage to try new things. So like, it just 100%. talks you out of your life. Yep. And it's that is telling so you you're going to fail at everything. It's going to tell you like, maybe nobody's going to love you. You're not going right. to find the right partner. You know, 
if you're maybe unfortunately ended up in a toxic relationship, you're, it's maybe telling you you're not going to get any better. So why would you, you know, try to get out of this one? Exactly. And, you know, it might be stopping you from looking for a new job or starting a business or yeah, yeah, exactly. So it does it. I love this. You keep talking about this like spider web thing. I love that because mm-hmm. I think I think it is really central for um, a lot of people. <laughs> you get to go to the way I'm just scrolling today. <laughs> You're fine. I'm kind of hunched down. Like I, I I I like to share this. So the best sound quality I get is in in my husband's closet. So I'm actually yeah. in this like little yeah. closet. <laughs> They're gonna um, see it on YouTube. Don't worry. And I'm no, I'm like trying I'm to. Move it so you guys can't see his clothes and stuff. <laughs> you want to judge them? <laughs> yes, Madge. I know. Hi. Yeah, someone's here. I'm just it, literally in the middle of something. <laughs> everyone. Welcome to it. my inner critic. That's like everyone is going to think this podcast is garbage, but this is great. <laughs> You're doing fabulous. Oh, I thank you. Thank you. you so are you. <laughs> Where's your accent from, by the way? Oh, um, so I'm actually from Scotland. Oh, dope. Yeah, I'm from Scotland. Uh, I have a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, that is not a Scottish accent. You are correct, people. It is not a Scottish accent because I have lost it. It is some weird hybrid Scottish American thing that I have going on. You think? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Awesome. Um, It comes in a lot when I I talk to my family and it'll like, you know, it'll talk like quite a bit. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's certain words and stuff that I say different and like yeah. at, my, at work and, and those kind of things. That's always fun. Like, okay, so I've lived in California for like six years and it literally was like two months ago that I discovered that you guys don't put an H in the word yogurt. And I was like, no. there's no H in yogurt. And my husband's like, yeah, we don't say yogurt. He's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm like, this is just not right. <laughs> and like my micro- wrong. <laughs> right. And my Microsoft Word is constantly telling me, like, we're showing you this as a spelling error because you have said you want US English. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, damn you, Microsoft. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so yes, but yes, no, I'm from Scotland. I've been here uh about six years in California. Um, so yeah, it's hot here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. different from Scotland. We have two um, Clydesdales, which are like Irish Scottish <laughs> giant mm. horses. And every summer, oh, these poor things just like so wet. overheated. Like, I know this is not your climate. I'm so right. sorry. So we have a hurricane. Right. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're sweating. And their hair is so thick. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh. I love you. We have to like shave their legs. You know, they have like the, oh, the really furry mm-hmm. legs. Like I have yes. to shave them with sheep shearers because they're so thick and I'm like don't kick me in the head (laughs) if they haven't yeah which I'm really crazy they're probably just really thankful you're cooling them off yeah (laughs) they are so spoiled we have a big hurricane fan for them and they both just stand in front of the fan like Beyonce (laughs) they're just like living their best summer life I'm like yes bitch Beyonce right I love that. They're so <laughs> funny, dude. They're they're a mess. And they're both like, this has nothing to do with anything. They're both like big puppies. So they'll just follow you around and like oh my- beg to be pet. And I'm like, can you guys not? And they're like, we're neglected, mom. 
<laughs> right? Okay. You're like, oh my god, next you're gonna be like begging for food and on my lap. Like, well, they're also always easy. hungry. You know, they're right. They're starving. <laughs> they have like 25 acres of grass, but they're so hungry. Right? They're so hungry. They've never seen food before. That's kind of like my kids. Like oh they're little snack monsters all the time. And it's so <laughs> funny because um so like one of one of my old colleagues, she was like every day. So when she first started and I swear it was like a month in, she's like, cause she was upstairs and I was downstairs. She's like, every time you come in here, I swear you have a different snack. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like super proud of that. Like that's actually kind of an accomplishment, but I do, I'm a big snacker. And then um, my kids were just home for about a week and a half. Cause unfortunately my son got COVID and uh, they were, and I was like, I said to my husband, I'm like, Oh my God, they just want to snack all the time. And he looks at me and I'm like, don't tell me I'm raising tiny versions of myself. I don't want to hear it. Like, <laughs> they're like, you're welcome, world. <laughs> like when your daughter's like, so my daughter's only four. And yeah. when she was three, I called her my three-nager because she can be a little bit of a teenager. And yeah. just, yeah. And um, she'll say things. And I'm like, don't say things that like I would say to Skeptum. I'm like, no, that's not. That's funny. And then the opposite happens when you're an adult. You're like, you open your mouth and one of your parents come out and you're like, yes, God, no, that has happened. And I'm like, no, like I read, I read a, like a funny tweet or something. And it was like, this guy was like, I am not like my parents. I say while stuffing a plastic bag into another plastic bag. Like there are so many things we do that like we got from our families. I know, know. you're very excited. Someone's here. It's very, <laughs> I'm not going to get up and open the door though. So how is it, how was your journey into entrepreneurship? Like working because Ooh. you want to talk about like <laughs> mindset work, <laughs> welcome to entrepreneurship. So I can imagine like so much of your inner critic work helped with entrepreneurship yeah. because I, I will die on this hill that like 90% of businesses fail, not because people can't do the steps. Like right. entrepreneurship is, I mean, anything is just a series of steps, right? Mm-hmm. But because people can't get past the personal development that you have to do right. to, to be successful. Like, I think that's why the majority of businesses fail. A hundred percent. And actually I'm super grateful that I kind of ended up in this. Cause like you say, I think it really has helped me. Um, are you okay? Well, <sighs> Okay. I am so sorry. They're going to start pressure washing my house. (laughs) Of course they are. (laughs) Of course they are. So let me go tell them this is the most batshit episode I have ever done. I'm having a great time though. I hope you're welcome readers. This is basically a comedy show today. Let me just go tell them that like, I need them not to start on this side. That's why I'm freaking out. Give me like five seconds. Please hold readers. If you want to walk people through like Anything that you'd like. Something. Um, I'll share. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This has been so much fun. Hello to everybody who's here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you are, uh, you're finding it useful. And I would love to talk you through the question that she just asked me, but given in this typical episode fashion, I've completely forgotten what that question was. I hope she listens back to this. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I ha- oh, that was it. It was, <laughs> I remembered it was entrepreneurship and, uh, and your inner critic. So I just want you guys to know that if you are thinking about starting a business and, or going, you know, into the entrepreneurship 
um, that there is a lot of mindset work. And I think she's absolutely right in the fact that 90% of that, uh, of the people, you know, they fail. And the reason for that is, hello, she's back. I just had a great conversation with myself where I couldn't remember the question that you asked me. And then it suddenly I remembered it. And so I started kind of talking about it. I'm going to send you a present. (laughs) It's just going to be like a freaking rolling pan for your building to roll with today. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. Oh, okay, continue. You were, yes. you were being brilliant. Yes, I was basically saying that I agree with you that there's a lot of like mindset work that comes with being, you know, an entrepreneur and a lot of them that fail. It is because of that part, because there is so much failure in oh, being yeah. an entrepreneur so much. And, um, you know, we we sometimes get told like success is just around the corner. And mm-hmm. so one of the things I find, and I actually, I did, I did succumb to it myself where I was like putting all this work in and all this time. And I kind of got to the point of like burnout because success was just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Whereas what I really needed to do was take a step back and make sure I was taking care of myself along with trying to work on my business. So, um, it's been a lot, (laughs) let's say that it has been a lot. Uh, when I first started my business a couple of years ago, uh, three years ago now, um, I think I was very naive when I came into, if you you aren't, you don't get into entrepreneurship. (laughs) If you know what it's going to take, you're like, you're uh, not doing it. Nope. (laughs) Right. Hard pass. Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I was very naive and, um, actually, unfortunately my, my first business coach, cause I hired a coach to kind of help me navigate yeah. the world. Um, and unfortunately, um, we didn't completely align on terms of like what I was trying to do. They okay. kept trying to push me towards like the weight loss area. And yeah. I was like, okay, I get that. But like, that's not what I want to do. And they're like, listen, your program has a lot of integrity. They're like, I just don't think it'll sell. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, that's what you want to hear. So um, there has been a lot of tears on this journey. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of, um, you know, just kind of working through and, and get, getting confidence in like mm-hmm. what it is that I do and understanding that I can help people and it's okay to want to have integrity and you don't have to like, you know, go and do what other people are doing. It's okay to walk your own path. So, um, it's not always easy. (laughs) Well, I think that's one of the secrets too, though, is to like build your business in a way that you're proud of. Like a lot of people, I was, how do I want to phrase this? (laughs) I was doing a lot of work with our County um, and the, there, the person that I, um, was under w- for the contract, like ran a very financially successful business, uh-huh. but ran a business with no integrity because right. he has no integrity. So, you know, like he would talk about like, oh, I, you know, I want, I want to be your mentor. And I'm like, I don't want you to be anywhere fucking near me. Like, right. I don't right. want, I don't like the way you do business. So like, right. I listen to you. And I think a lot of people forget that, like, maybe a business can be very financially successful, but it has no integrity. They don't right. take care of their people, employees or customers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the only 
marker of a successful business. Like I'll take Mm -hmm. a business that makes less money, but is very, very firm in what is doing what is right. Right. Any day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And for me, it's such a, it's such a hard thing. And there's, um, I was chatting to uh, a couple of people after this had kind of happened, after I had this personal experience, there was a couple of people I reached out to, um, Larissa Nicole, she's lovely, was one of them. She's also, well, she used to be a coach. She's not anymore. But at the time, she was kind of a coach in the same sort of space. And I was just like, hey, I haven't known you very long, but like, blah. And she was like, "Um," she's like, you're fine. She's like, I can't tell you how many like business existential crisis I've had. She's like, it's like like a business identity crisis, right? (laughs) And so she, she was so great. And I think that sometimes we forget that when we're doing these things, even if it is personal work and it's internal, that we don't have to do it alone. Um, and that it's okay to have people support you. And it's okay to recognize that the support that you need might not be the current people who are in your life. And that doesn't mean there's not space for those people. I'm not saying, Hey, cut off from your family because they don't support you. Like that's not, that's not my jam at all. But it's, Hey, like you maybe need, you know, a little community. Maybe you need just one person, whatever it is that you're looking for. There are people out there who want to support you, you know, and there are people who are aligned with what you think or, um, and it just means you need those people for that thing, right? It's not like, it's not like you leave these established relationships, right? You just, you just go find people who can also give you what you need in yes. that space. And, and I think that's important 100%. for any, any life transition that you're going to. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a new field, if you're becoming a parent, if you go right. through a breakup, if you get into a relationship, like each new um, journey is going to require like a person who can walk that journey with you. And maybe yes. that's the people in your life currently. And maybe it's not great mm-hmm. if it is, but if right. it's not, like it doesn't mean you're just like, well, buck off like right. never, like right. exactly. okay for this particular part of my life you aren't the person that I go to which I think is totally fine and then you have to do the inner critic work to say like you're not being mean you're not leaving these people right behind. right like, no absolutely and just I think developing. I think that's sometimes the mistake that people make is that sort of assumption that they have to keep going to these mm-hmm. like people who maybe yeah. aren't the right fit and you know maybe it's just not you're just asking something of them that they are just not capable of from where right. they're at in their personal journey. Right. I can't you know? give you a if I don't have one. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's just, it's about finding kind of the right support. And I, I know there's so many, you know, there's tons of like Facebook groups and, you know, if you're looking mm-hmm. to be a mom, there's lots of mom groups and mm-hmm. there's, there's, I know a lot of people have a hard time, meeting new people that's that's kind of the hard part when you have an inner critic right is it's like yes I need support but like meeting people and talking to people sounds terrifying so (laughs) so much of the root is growth is the root of growth is holding space for that inner critic and saying you're not actually gospel right like you're you're just a story right yeah you were I could talk to you for a long time (laughs) right you're fun. Thank you. And you're making me feel great about myself. <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> literally a rolling pin, please. <laughs> um, so if people forget this whole episode, which please don't, because this was 
probably the most fun episode <laughs> and the most like batshit episode I've done. Right. Bless you, June. If they forget everything we said and they only remember this thing you're going to tell them, <sighs> no pressure. What would it be? <laughs> no pressure at all. Okay. Uh, gosh. See, you know what's really flashing in my mind is that I'm like, earlier I heard you say, if you only remember one thing from this episode, let it be this. And I was like, oh my God, she's so right. And I can't remember what it was. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. Let's try to pick some other words. Now I have to remember two things. That one thing back then and this thing now. Beautiful. Okay. So our other words of wisdom coming from this episode today uh, is that... Um, yeah, let's just say inner critic, it's it's a process. Nobody nobody is going to turn off the switch completely in like one day and you're going to have days like you might have bad body days. You might have days where you wake up and you know what? You don't feel that great about yourself, but you're still worthy every single day. You haven't failed and you just keep going. You know, you deserve it. You deserve to feel great about yourself every day. And um yeah, if you aren't on this journey yet, I would say please do take a look because you deserve to feel great. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> How do they find you? Um, like, yeah. Oh my God, I love Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, my Instagram is, my username is uh, Girl Hate Salad. <laughs> so, um, because I don't think that healthy should have to be a salad every day. That's where that really came from. And um, I'm not a big fan of salad. So <laughs> carbs are my ride or die. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so they can find me on Instagram. Girl Hate Salad. Um, I also have a Facebook page with the same. And then um, I do have a free Facebook group. It's called Silence Your Inner Critic, The Confidence Makeover. And so, yeah, if you guys want to come join us and every week I do like a little episode of the confidence makeover, which has been a lot of fun. And so if you guys want to come join and check it out, I would love to have you. Amazing. Dude, thank you. Yeah. You have, you have been so fun. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Fun. Like we, we stand. Um, You know, what's super funny is like, today I was like, you know, I said to you, I'm super tired. Yeah. And I, I literally like, I don't think there's anything else I could have done this morning that would make me feel like this great, even though I'm this tired, you know, like it's yeah. just been such a great, like, I am so ready for this day. Like, right? let's do it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, dude. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Y'all go work on that inner critic. <laughs> We love.